Happy Thanksgiving week, possums. I want you to spend some time with the Passel and win some fantasy football matchups. We have week 12 game previews for you tonight. No buys and football for four days a week. How about it? We are Offensive Points. We are brought to you by IDP Plus. A little rebrand going on. You know how it is. Guys over at idpguys.org. Yes, still the IDP Guys site. Go get a season-long subscription. Enter promo code POSSUM for 50% off. It's a great way to sample all the material for next year. Remember, we live it so you can win it. Josh, Billy, what's up? You know, just glad to be here. Did make it back from Kansas City. Um, not flexing uh, too much, but um, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I'm flexing a little bit. It was a good game. Gritty, rainy, wet. I was nice and dry under the pavilion. Had a great time. Uh, a lot of a lot of Chiefs fans did not like me, um, but they were actually also very nice because we got the Midwest hospitality. You know, kind of almost like Southern hospitality, but you know, Midwest. You know, so it's a good time. Taylor Swift was not there. Taylor Swift wasn't there, and I kept screaming that at the top of my lungs every time the Chiefs did something <laughs> bad. It's because Taylor's not here. Oh, I bet they love that. Uh, yeah, you, you were probably the number one fan of your section. Uh, yeah, there was 10 Chiefs in every direction, at least, Chiefs fans. Uh, there was one Eagles guy I could see through a crack, and I'd like wave to him every once in a while. <laughs> your lifeline out of the stadium. It was a great game, though. I like it. It was a great game. It's Super Bowl Rude. preview. Um I got to apologize to Ruger real quick. Um, I told you to sit Marquise Bell last week because Rashawn Evans totally ate into his workload in a blowout game against the Giants and told you to bench him. And, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why they would take him out of the game against the Giants, but I guess he's that valuable to the team. But he did it last week. So I really apologize for you. To you. From me. So Rashawn Evans did good, actually? Wow, Joe, you suck. No, oh. Marquise Bell did good. Oh, I gotcha. told Reed to bench him. Unless he started McKinley, I, he might have done that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, now I was going to say, uh, I, I've been waiting for, they finally put Rashawn Evans on the um, active roster, and I was like, are we doing this finally? I mean, I'm like four weeks later. I still have him on the team and Dynasty. I'm like, why, do I, why am I even doing this to myself? It's just fun. Fair enough. Anyway, Thanksgiving, um, three football games on Thursday, which is always my favorite part of Thanksgiving. There it is. All right. Before we get into the actual um, game previews, Matt Canada fired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, what do we what do we think this is where the Steelers finally unleash their offense? I mean, not really. There's Kenny Pickett still the quarterback, but I think it does. I think it's the the right direction. I think when you see a, a head coach or an offensive coordinator fired in the middle of the season, uh, the team gets fired up. They think that that's the problem. It's easy scapegoat, which to be fair, probably was the problem. If I'm being completely honest, uh, we saw it with the Raiders. I mean, look at them. They're two and zero at the moment with uh, McDaniel's or yeah, McDaniel's gone. Um, so, I mean, I think it fires the team up a little bit, but I mean, it's still Kenny Pickett, man. He's still got to be able to figure out where those receivers are and throw it to them consistently enough. Yeah. I mean, we know the talents there. We know the players are there to actually make an impact. Hopefully, he's been watching and Sullivan gets them the ball. Please. If they could just scheme open a second wide receiver for Kenny Pickett, just so Kenny Pickett has a second read in the offense that he actually knows what to do with the ball, I think that will just do, you know, mountains for us in fantasy football because it's tough to play in an offense that's you know the ball's only going in one direction. Yeah, I really like that team too. It's just, I once again, I think it's just like the Falcons. They just need a quarterback. 
Um, and I don't think Trubisky's the answer either. I think you're right about that. Okay. Before we get into the game previews, to catch up on this chat a little bit, Will said, Joe, the crew on Sunday morning told me to switch my survivor pick away from the Bears and Houston and go with Washington. Woof. Woof. I get it because Washington was playing the Giants, but Tommy DeVito had a game. I was there, and they had me convinced too because I said pick Detroit 100% as the winner of that game, and then they were like, no, pick Washington. You're never going to use them any other time. And I was like, no, Detroit's totally going to beat the Bears. And they did. It was a miraculous comeback, but we pissed it away. So Yeah, the Bears did a great job at that. But, man, I would never have chosen Washington. That's tough, Will. I'm sorry I wasn't there. You couldn't have convinced me that Washington's going to win. I did say Detroit. It's the Giants. That was that would have been the easy. He said the crew on Sunday. He said Joe. He didn't say Joe. You did this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Uh, Will also says on YouTube play Keyshawn Nixon over Dax and Bynum return yardage plus or return yardage league plus. I think he's going to be in line for slot with Sun God all day. Nixon's kind of a cheat code in leagues where you get the return yardage also. Really so is. I would probably do that, yes. Yeah, the points are going to be there for the for the return yards, and he's doing a decent enough job without it. So, Yeah, no, it's probably a good play. Okay, it's Thanksgiving week. We got three games on Thursday. We got a game on Friday, the Black Friday game, and we got a full slate on Sunday and Monday. So that means – that being said, Joe, let's get it going. All right, let's start off Packers-Lions at 11.30. Ford Field over-under is 47. So Luke Musgrave just landed on the IR, and Tucker Kraft had a sweet little catch and run last week. Kraft is a good guy to stash and see if he can do anything this week. Um, but Jordan Love gets a Lions defense that is really solid. In week four, he threw for a touchdown and ran one in. I think you can start love if needed, but I'm not really expecting anything big from him at all. Kind of middle of the road guy. And then we got Jared Goff coming off of a three interception game on a short week. I am not the biggest fan of this one. I know he plays awesome at home, uh, which they actually do get on Thanksgiving at Ford Field. But the Packers are pretty stingy, and he only had one TD against them last time he played them. So he should still be considered a QB1 with the weapons he's got, but he's a very low-end QB1. And then... Laporta averages five targets a game when Monty and Gibbs both play. So he definitely gets the targets taken away a little bit, but he is still starting for you. You are really hoping he scores in this. Can I just, let's backtrack to Jordan Love. I feel like there's a lot of hate on this guy. Uh, he's not great, but he's not bad either. I mean, he's had like one bad game. Uh, other Everything else has been right around the 20 mark. I mean, a couple 18s and stuff, but uh, I think the Lions defense I mean, I'm not saying go start Jordan Love over any of your actual starters, but if you're in a situation where you lost Burrow, I think Jordan Love's a perfectly good fill-in. So. It's still a Thursday night, Thursday game. Oh, dude. the fucking I, I, I apologize to Nate ahead of time, but the, the Packers win this game. The Lions lose on Thanksgiving. It's what they do. My dad's from Detroit. I've seen many jerseys burnt and a lot of sad uh, Thanksgiving meals over the years. Yeah, it's usually a bag over the head. That's how I remember my Thanksgivings as a child. Um, all right. Running backs wise, Gibbs and Montgomery, both good plays. They're getting solid work. It's good to see Gibbs getting some goal line work at two weeks in a row. Now we've seen him get a cut, you know, two yard rush. 
uh, for a touchdown, which is awesome to see. But I think both of them are dangerous. Both of them are going to get you points. The Packers, on the other hand, are dropping like flies. Um, I think A.J. Dillon is going to be the starter in this game. As last I know, he was still questionable, so I'm not even 100% sure they know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but I would, don't think I would play him anyway, to be perfectly honest with you. I think this is a Jordan Love game. I don't think this is a running game for the Packers. Oh, the other guy got injured too, Emmanuel Wilson. He's on IR. So they literally they lost their third guy too. So it's going to be James Robinson Robinson. And Patrick Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Those are the other two. James Robinson. Okay, well, if if <laughs> if you're at this point in the season where you're throwing James Robinson out there, I don't know, dude. If AJ think... Dillon doesn't play, I like. I I mean, I'm not once again not starting over studs, but I, I'm okay with it. Um, why I she... would be more inclined for Jordan Love, but yeah, yeah. Uh, wide receiver wise, Monroe St. Brown over 10 targets and 20 points in the last five games. So, yeah, you're starting him. Didn't need to. I just wanted a little flex for Monroe. He's been killing it. Uh, but beyond that, that wide receiver position is in uh, just all desperation. Beyond that, uh, Jamison, Raymond, Reynolds are all getting two to three targets on average each game. Cool to see Jamison get another, t- Jameson get another TD, but honestly, I, you can't bank on it and it's not consistent yet. Um, and then you still haven't seen people Jones really even getting trickled in. Uh, so he probably won't be worth starting at least at, at all this year if, if you're still hoping out on that. Uh, but beyond St. Brown, they're, they're, they're all sits. So uh, Green Bay, on the other hand, has a stable of okay wide receivers. Uh, all four Wicks, Reed, Dubs, Watson ended with double-digit points last week. And the way the Lions are always in a close game, I'm willing to flex just about any of those four, um, with Watson being the least impressive uh, and a touchdown being the only reason he made it to the decade mark. Uh, <laughs> that in there for all those people who don't know how much I hate Christian Watson. Um, it is worthy though uh, to note that Wicks and Reed have questionable tags at the moment. Um, I'm sure those will probably be cleared up by the morning, but just be sure to you know check before you get into your beverages tomorrow. Yeah, that's the big thing you got to stress on Thanksgiving. Get the lineups in first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Make sure everything is good. Mm-hmm. I, it catches me. I almost get caught by it every year. Well, not to mention everyone's used to their, you know, 12 o'clock or one o'clock or whatever time zone you're on. Everyone's used to that start time, that 30 minutes extra or early. I mean, the the London games mess everybody up every year, too. So, yeah. So check your injury reports in the morning. Packers will be full of them for sure. Um, I know your thought process, Josh, but the Lions are going to win this game. Fireball bet. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Lions win. You on you in on that fireball bet, Joe? Yeah, I'll get in on it. Love it. Jordan, love it. Next game. Ruru asks, should he play Jaden Reed? Uh yes. I think he should. I mean, unless there's injury shenanigans. Yeah, I don't I don't think either of those questionable tags are gonna stick, but um, yeah, no, Jaden Reed and Wicks and Dubs. I think are all starts. Watson's literally like you're hoping for that wide open touchdown where he's standing in the end zone, waving his arms because the coverage Isn't broke down. out this week. We get it. You hate him, Josh. We I say this every week, same Christian uh, feel every week. Wicks is questionable. Uh, Jaden Reed lost his tag. So Wicks, it does not say I don't have any other news about him playing at the moment. Joe gobble, gobble on the next one. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. All right, turkeys, Jesus, commanders, cowboys. The commanders just made it's my birthday, guys. I've had a long day. Uh, the commanders just made Tommy DeVito look like a guy who doesn't live in his parents' basement, but uh, 
with zero pass rush for the commanders and a plethora of weapons, Dak is set up for a monster game here. Even if we see Cooper rush on the fourth, Dak should have plenty of points. Ferguson lost his touchdown streak last week. The commanders are kind of a middle of the road matchup uh, for him. The problem is if he doesn't score, he isn't really supplementing his stats in any other ways. He is likely starting for you, but he's a lower end tight end one. And then the Sam Howell roller coaster continues. You get super high highs and rock bottom lows. This is a week to leave him on the bench. <clears throat> Logan Thomas has been getting it done in a PPR, and the Cowboys are actually a decent matchup, tied for the most touchdowns allowed to tight ends. So I think you get Logan Thomas in there if you need him. If that's Sam Howell's low, okay. man, I'm still I'm still smashing it. Yeah. But it is the Cowboys, so they're probably still don't trust it. Yeah, I don't trust against the Cowboys D. Still don't trust. Running backs pretty easy for this game. Tony Pollard is your guy for the Cowboys, no problem there. And then for Washington, it's Brian Robinson's world, and we're all just living in it. Hundred percent. Wide receivers, Dotson and McLaurin are both weekly flexes. Um, I would love for one or both of them to get more, uh, but at the moment, McLaurin hasn't gone over hundred, and Dotson doesn't get more than five targets consistently enough. So. You'd think with Sam Howe leading the league in passing yards, at least at some point throughout the season, if he's still not, that there would be a consistent wide receiver one on this season on this team, but there just isn't even a wide receiver two, which is super weird. And I just, I, I digress. I'll, I'll get past that. But uh, Samuel, Deami Brown, Crowder, Pringle are all sits. The first half of the season is over for all you uh, Curtis Samuel believers. So he's, uh, he's, he's not a wide receiver anymore. Uh, for Dallas, it's uh, VHS <laughs> Lamb every day, as you know. Uh, and Cooks and Gallup are both uh, boomer bust flexes if you want them. Um, I don't, but if you want to, you can. Um, yeah, it, it, that's, that's literally it. You want that Turkey Day miracle, you go with Cooks and Gallup. Um, otherwise, it's VHS, CD, uh, whatever, 90s media equipment, Lamb. Start a track immediately. Yep, 100%. Speaking of CD Lamb, I saw Field Yates retweeted a post where a person made a collage of pictures of lambs and CDs and made a collage that looked like CD Lamb. It was actually quite impressive. It's amazing. Was, yeah, incredible. Cowboys Billy, why don't win. you do stuff like that? I'm not creative enough, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, no, let's not stop, stop being nice to him. Is that a Miles Sanders jersey over there? Who, me? Yeah. Ba- Baker Mayfield, buddy. Oh, sorry. It's Miles this Sanders. This is when I was hashtag keep pounding. <clears throat> Joe, I think you got to start the next game. He's not going to yeah, be in charge. Did you say Cowboys? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Nobody, well, I, I was waiting on your call, bro. It's a trap game, though, man. This is a trap game. Every Cowboys game is a trap game, I think. All right. 49ers Seahawks is – what's up? I said, yep, that's all, always against the commies. They're always traps. <laughs> turkeys. The turkeys. Uh, 49ers Seahawks at Lumen Field in Seattle. So, Pete Carroll says Geno Smith's going to play but he's QB 19 on the season and gets a horrendous matchup and should not be started outside of a two QB or super flex league. No Seattle tight end is worth starting. So that one's pretty easy. And then Purdy just has an insane arsenal of weapons and Mr. Consistent has been rolling in a slower paced divisional game. I doubt we see a blow up here, but we should see the two fifty and two touchdowns that he always gets. And then Kittle has scored his last two games. And although he gets a Seattle defense that has only allowed one tight end score this year, they still give up a plethora of yards. He is absolutely starting. Fair enough. Yeah, care about that. Uh, 49ers, obviously, CMC is starting. Um, and then we have a, the newcomer, Zach Charbonnet, is going to get his first start for the Seahawks. 
Uh, look, if you've had him this long, you've probably been holding him is either a handcuff or a potential like starter that could start eventually. Uh, now's the time to deploy him. He's been eaten into Kenneth Walker's workload every week. Uh, the last two weeks, the 49ers have given up 35 and 30 yards respectively. So it's not great. Going to need a lot of pass catching work, but I don't think Geno Smith's going to be airing the ball out anyway. So I think checkdowns might be the way to go. Um, I would still play him though, because at this point in the season, you can't really, a starter just fell into your lap if you've held on to Charbonnet this long. Yeah. And more than likely, yeah. you probably need them if you've been picking up backup running backs and stashing them. Yeah. It's going to be so. cool to see him, but that schedule is brutal. It's not great. <laughs> I was actually a little upset because I picked up Sharp, I think, week three and four or so, and just holding on to him. And then, you know, had to drop him because IR stuff. And I, I, and then I was like, man, I'm so sad I didn't pick him up. And then I looked at the schedule and I was like, never mind. That looks pretty bad. Yeah. But he is a starting running back and you cannot pay for that. So valuable. Yeah. Um, wide receiver wise, um, you can make the argument to start all three Seattle receivers and you probably should. JSN has been getting enough meaningful targets and is averaging almost six targets in his last six games. Uh, Metcalf banged up with the toe injury, but it looks like he's playing. JSN should absolutely be started. If somehow, you know, Metcalf doesn't look right. Um, I'm assuming he's probably not going to toe injuries are an actual serious thing. JSN should get a little bit of boost in targets. Um, but yeah, I think all lineups there, Lockett's a wide receiver too. And it's a, his season's a bit reminiscent of Amari Cooper a couple years back, but you still starting him. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Ayuk, uh, while he hasn't had more than five receptions since October 1st, which I just find wild, uh, it's what he does with those catches that makes him a great start each week. Uh, one of the most consistent receivers this year and is in your lineup on Thanksgiving. And then Debo, on the other hand, uh, started the season out a little bit hot, but since he injured week six, he hasn't really had a huge game since. Uh, he obviously can surely go off in any week and should be flex worthy. I mean, you get 10 to maybe 30 points if you get the good one. Uh, but more than likely to closer to the 10 mark on Devo, but he should still be in your lineups today. 49ers? That's it. 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I don't, they're, they're kind of rolling after uh, coming up, coming off that three-loss streak. All right, that one was easy. All right, time for the Black Friday game, which is either going to be really good or really bad. I don't think there's any other outcome for this one. Um, it's at MetLife. It's at 2 p.m., so if you guys are out shopping, just – Keep it in mind. So two is a start, but the Jets are very tough. Still, I don't think anyone can really keep up with Tyreek. So as long as the line holds up, he will be fine. No tight ends. And then Tim Boyle should be be on your waivers. There is no reason you should ever roster Tim Boyle. Tyler Conklin has been pretty good as of late, but he's left on the bench until we see how he operates with Boyle. That one's easy. I just love that. No tight ends. Miami doesn't have one. I almost played uh, whatever that dude's name was last week. Smythe. Oh, Smythe was out. I forgot oh. that kids. I almost picked them up. That was River Craycraft. Craycraft's a wide receiver. Oh, is he really? Pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know uh, who the guy was exactly. This is exactly the point, guys. <laughs> Jets running backs. Reese Hall is the way to go. Um, don't know why they're not using Dalvin Cook, but you shouldn't either. They said they Dolphins. were. They came out and said it. Bonacana. That's why I mentioned it, and there's no way that's going to happen. I just don't believe it. Uh, Dolphins-wise, Moster is your start here for sure. Um, I think this is going to be a heavy running game, honestly, because I don't think Tim Boyle is going to be able to score. So I'm going to go ahead and bet they're running in the second half. I don't think a Chan's going to make it back um, in time. There is a chance, so it's like a check your you know, medical situation, injury report, 
um, to see if he can play, but I'm going to bet they don't test him too much in this game because I don't think it's going to be close with Boyle. If he does play, do you play him? I have the same question. I think you have to because I don't think this game's going to be close. I don't think this game's going to be close. It did hurt last week, but the play was to play him. If you didn't play him, it was just that was the problem. Someone looked at the roster percentage and was like, or the the start percentage, and it was like ninety nine. And they're like, "Nope, fuck you guys." The script writers, man. Julian Hill is the name of the tight end. Um, Okay. Thank you for bringing him up, Joe. In case we didn't needed that. Anyone ever needs to know that? That little nugget. Thank you. Love good nugget. All right. Anyway. Wide receivers with a whopping total of two fantasy points for wide receivers for the New York Jets last week. And yes, that's combined. Uh, there are not many options that you really want to start from this team. But if there was one, it's obviously Garrett Wilson. Uh, you're going to have to hope that Tim Boyle will latch onto him and give him the targets that he deserves. Um, and then Miami, Miami's easy money. You got Will Hill and Waddle, Will and Will and Hoddle uh, starting in every lineup. Uh, Hill's injury is something to monitor as the game approaches. Um, but since he came back in the game and was still making plays out there, you have to assume that he will not miss this one either. And he's still going for that 2000. So I do have a fun fact about Tyreek Hill. So last year through two games against the jets, Tyreek Hill had 70 yards. One of them was 47. The other one was 23. Neither of those were with two. So obviously we take that with a grain of salt, but this is really going to be a good matchup between him and sauce. So I am excited to watch this one. Has he? Did they play the Jets yeah. yet this week or this year? No, no. They have a lot They're of division games at the end of the year this year. Mm-hmm. I love how they have that set up. Well, I like I like it when it's random. I feel like when it's all set up like that, it's kind of like all right, get two division games and like. I hate when last year because then the Eagles play the Commanders like twice at it's the end this of this year season. too. We play the Giants twice at the end of the season. It's such so annoying. It's like in case we're behind, we have a chance to come back and you know get that number one seed. Wait, who the Dolphins win this and it is not close? Nah, I'm not even making an argument on that one. Billy, I want to know the odds not- Julian Hall, Julian, whatever his name is, Hill scoring a touchdown. So if you go to the river on Friday, let me know. Who's you know Julian while, Hill? While, while we're looking, oh my god, Josh, stop. Anyway, Joe, you can move to the next game. I'll get you those odds here in a sec. All right, cool. Thank you for that. All right, um, noon games on Sunday. Panthers Titans, they're playing in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. So you're not playing any quarterbacks and you're not playing any tight ends here. Um, just a nugget. I Chig still looks really good. I hope they start throwing him the ball. Are you just gonna just say just a nugget on everything? I love it. It's my yeah, birthday. I can say whatever just, the fuck I want. Just nugget for you. You guys were lucky I made it. That is fair. Uh what what uh, what running backs we got there, Bill? Oh, sorry. I just found it. Joe, he's six to one. I feel like those aren't good. Odds. Like, I feel like that's like he should be expected to make. All right. Score. Who is Julian Hill? He's the tight, tight end for the Dolphins. Joe was trying to oh, figure out for the Dolphins. my point again. He didn't have a tight end. Six to one. That's not bad. Like, there's good players around him that are six to one that you would think. Like, Alan Lazard, he's six to one. He would. Oh, that's crazy. Those guys have the same odds. If you anyway, make the trip, throw a 10 skeet on it. I'm not throwing a 10 ski on there. Put 100 hey, on there. If we're doing Panthers, Titans, um, Chuba, Derrick Henry. What? We're not. What? What team are we doing? My, I was looking no, up we his were. dumb odds. Sorry. 
I just wanted to mess with him. All right. Oh, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. All right. Yeah, this one's a bad, boring wide receiver game. Uh, you start dealing in Hopkins and sit everybody else or drop everyone else. I don't know. Just hope for Levis and Hopkins to have a combo game soon. That was real quick. Fuck this game. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to call this one. I guess Titans. I'm going to have Carolina win in a game for no reason. I hate that. Yeah, I like that too. Panthers win. CJ Stroud, or not CJ Stroud, sorry. That's who they should have drafted. Bryce Young going to have himself a day for, like, no reason. Mm-hmm. This is going to be his coming out party. Two percent, Yeah, against a really bad defense. <laughs> All right, this one's going to be more fun. Texans, Jags. So the Texans have allowed 26.7 points on average over the last three games. Trevor Lawrence had a nice bounce-back game last week, although he didn't do much against this defense in week three. He's a start for me at QB 12. The Texans allow 7.2 tight end receptions a game. Evan Ingram has averaged 7.4 targets this year, which is a third among tight ends. He is my awesome possum tight end of the week. And then CJ Stroud's unbenchable at this point. Schultz is a tight end too over the last three weeks, and the matchup against Jacksonville is pretty juicy. So you're starting them. It really doesn't feel Start like Evan Ingram's had that many targets, but he really has. Yeah. Start him. Yeah. Not no touchdowns. Uh, Etienne is the Jacksonville Jaguars running back you want to start. And then the Texans, it's Devin Singletary, RIP Damian Pierce. I will never understand what the hell happened from last year to this year within the organization. But Devin Singletary has, has it figured out. So he's the start now. Damian Pierce is back, though, this week. Um, so those Singletary starts are looking a little sketchy. Very sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the good thing is one running back plays good, one running back plays not good. Oh so, no, I agree. I'm just saying it's it's just sketchy because like if you play Singletary and Pierce goes off, you're just gonna be like, what the fuck? I don't even know, I don't even have to think about it anymore. I, I feel safe. Pierce ain't going off. So All right. you're good. fair enough. Uh Jacksonville Houston wide receivers wise, amazing. Calvin really finally had another big game. Uh every five games or so this seems to happen. Uh, but it does come at a cost to Kirk, who still had six targets, just didn't do anything. Uh, in the long run, Kirk is going to be the most consistent option. But let's see Ridley do it twice in a row. Uh, it's just a bit of a dice throw, in my opinion. Uh, Kirk's well, have you seen the Have you seen the stat where if it's if Zay Jones is playing, he has an amazing game. If Zay Jones isn't playing, that's when he doesn't play well. It's I'm literally bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, it's literally Zay. Whenever Zay Jones is active and playing. That's when Calvin Ridley goes off when he's so not another playing, person stretching the field with him. Duds. So literally, if Zay Jones is active this week, start Calvin Ridley because there there's some kind of correlation there. It's like the Breakfast Club, man. I don't know. Anyway, Kirk's in your lineups, and Ridley is in your lineups if Zay Jones is playing. Um, if not, yep. you can go ahead and guarantee you're getting four to six points. Um, when Zay Jones gets suspended. Don't start really back, back to the bench, back to the bench. Uh, but no, honestly, I understand if you want to start him. Uh, but if you want to start someone more consistency and you have the option, feel free. Uh, take Dell's on fire as well. Uh, he'll be in every lineup if you have him, And so should Collins. I think uh, barring Noah Brown return, uh, both should have a great game. If Noah Brown is back, expect some leeching of targets from both of these guys. But I personally think that Nico and tank should be in both and every lineup. Yeah, sure. This is going to be a good game. This is game of the week. I feel like. Um, awesome possum game of the week better yeah. than America's game of the week uh, I have the Texans I just don't like the Jags for some reason I'm going to take the Jags, I'm going these, Jags. These, yeah they seem to lose these these good games yeah it feels like it alright 
taking my notes over here. Bear with me. All right. Uh, another really shitty game. Patriots, Giants, and Melech. So nice. Tommy DeVito had three touchdown passes last week. That ends this week as Bill Belichick loves nothing more than sapping any outs of confidence from rookie quarterbacks. So obviously you're not starting him. Bellinger isn't worth starting against a bottom five matchup. And then after the bye, hopefully the Pats have figured some stuff out, but Mac Jones just isn't him. So he needs to go. And then Hunter Henry <laughs> has to score to be good. And surprisingly, the Giants are a really tough matchup for tight ends. So this game, you're not starting QBs and tight ends from this one. Um, is it, I am going to botch the name. Okereke, was he, was he questionable? He did, he did not practice on Wednesday. So if he's out, I feel like he's the one covering the tight ends or at least, you know, one of those linebackers is so. We'll food for thought. Okay. I just, if you have the balls to start Hunter Henry at this point, do it. I mean, it. if you have any Patriots player and you're starting them, that's on you. And I was just trying I mean, to give them a little bit of hope. In a PPR, believe me, you can do far worse than Hunter Henry, but I just, I can't bring myself. Fair there. enough. Although I think both Patriots running backs should have flex consideration. They're both getting used uh, moderately. And I think that they're becoming a running team because they don't trust the quarterbacks to throw the ball. So each of them should get a pretty decent sized workload. Um, at least that's where we saw them leave off before the bye. On the giant side of things, Barkley actually got used with Tommy DeVito. That was kind of the biggest worry we had with Tommy DeVito was would he be able to sustain drives long enough to where he could get Barkley to eat? And he did just that couple of passing touchdowns um, to him and made them all worth it. So I don't hate the Barkley play. I mean, you're going to play him anyway, but like I, I actually feel confident with him now, even though the Patriots are need to trade Saquon Barkley. Yeah, right it, it should be trade deadlines for like all leagues if it hasn't already passed. And this was the time to do it if you didn't do it already. Just pump up that game, throw him on the block, make some trades. I completely agree with Joe. This this team is going nowhere fast. Um, and wide receivers is just isn't a relevant game relevant game for them. Um, in reality, two very, very low flex considerations would be Demario Douglas and Darius Slayton. Slayton had a decent game last week, so you would you would expect DeVito to target him again. Uh, also questionable though. Um, Douglas has had four straight weeks with six more targets. He's really the only true start in any capacity in this game. But yeah, no, other than that, just don't even think about it. Demario's my guy. I have been riding him in the flex spot in one yeah. league, and it's been paying off for I me. Now. The I'd ride him button back. Would I'd you ride him? him? I'd ride him. <laughs> uh, Giants win. Patriots. But I don't care. Yeah, I'm going. Patriots back. need a tank. Um, all right. We have a question in the YouTube. Kavish. I don't even want to butcher the Char name. Charta. Thanks, Josh. Who should I start at RB2 and flex? Derrick Henry, Charbonnet, Mostert, or Brian Robinson? Derrick Henry, I feel like definitely, right? Even though they're playing the Panthers. No, no. Mostert no. and Brian Robinson. Yeah, I'm going Mostert and Robinson. I mean, Henry, Henry, Henry would be and my... Mostert, but yeah. Uh, Henry, just, I sure they're playing Carolina, but like he just hasn't looked good. Okay. But this would be the game he no would do. That. But yeah, I'd rather take the consistency. Over anything, Mostert for sure. We, we're all in agreement there. And then Brian Robinson or Derrick Henry, whichever you know, whatever you're feeling. If Gibson is out, I'm going Brian Robinson. If Gibson plays, go Derrick Henry. How about that? I'm That's just fair. straight up Mostert and Robinson. Yeah, I agree with you, but 
Robinson I hasn't been like the Cowboys consistent a lot of the year. Yeah, but Brian Robinson should still get some work. I mean, in the passing game, even just make up for that terrible game. It's actually probably going to be a close game. This is one of those ones that the Cowboys, for some reason, don't destroy on. Shit, they were. You got to remember, they were playing Carolina, and they didn't. They didn't break away till like middle of the third quarter, and it was all because well, no one's giving Carolina's defense any respect for what they've been doing. They're actually pretty damn solid. Yeah, it's it like awful. Houston last year. Remember when yep. everybody was like, Houston's dog shit. We're like, you know, the defense is pretty good. They're not, not bad. Like allowing like an average of 17 points a game. And you're like, they're bad. Yeah. Okay. Don't get Let's it. get on to another crappy game. Uh, we got the Saints Falcons in Atlanta. Um, so Desmond Ritter's back in the lineup. He was pretty serviceable when he was starting, but this is not the week to do it against the Saints. See how he comes back. And then Pitts actually saw his usage increase while Johnny saw his usage decrease for the third straight week. I am benching Smith until we see what's going on, but Pitts can be used against a very soft matchup here. And then uh, Derek Carr, he is a poor man's Brock Purdy, but I don't want to be forced to trust him. The shoulder seems to be healed up here. Start Taysom Hill. He's a tight end three in the last four weeks, even with the bye. So start him until proven otherwise. Poor man's, poor man's Brock Purdy. Ugh. I hope we get Jameis Winston so bad in this game. I'm just I'm hoping. It helped Alave so much. It's what we need. Go Rue. Who that? Um, yeah, who that? Uh, all right, so you're starting Kamara, obviously. And then this rascal who started, who gave B. John Robinson a full workload by, or two weeks ago. I hope he does it again. Arthur Smith, you may be coming around. You're like, you know what? Even though we're losing to the Cardinals, I gave my first round starting running back a 22 carry workload, and it felt good. And I hope it did, even though you lost. 17 points on a full workload against Arizona. Really good. Really glad people wasted the first round pick on Bijan. Uh, yep, nothing. We're just gonna leave it. All right. Anyway, um, your team's dog shit. What do you want from us, Josh? I, I just get a quarterback I, here. I just victory lapping something we talked about that everybody thought I was crazy on. Is that right? Nobody knows that, but I just wanted to bring it up, just like Christian Watson. All right, wide receivers. Michael Nobody Thomas. is tell, telling you differently about Christian Watson, by the way. Neither Joe or myself has lot. ever said Actually, Christian Watson's going to make it. Jo- Joe literally disagrees with me every time. I don't know if he's doing yeah. it for fun, but he does disagree with no, me. I, I, wholeheartedly disagree with you good okay I well that. i thought joe might have been trolling i am not he is bad and i know it every time you say it all right cool well let's just get it one more time he's an christian, elite route runner dude. christian watson's back cover him all right michael thomas likely out for the remainder of fantasy football at this point which opens up a spot for a guy we were all high on going into the year especially if michael thomas didn't play because we obviously hadn't seen him in three years uh big body at perry finally gets his chance to play worthy of a waiver move to fill out an empty bench slot if you haven't already uh, he did catch a, a touchdown in his first full-ish workload, uh, and we look forward to seeing more of that from this young receiver. Uh, Olave is, of course, in your lineup, but we may also see of the, you know, some of Thomas's targets go to Shahid as well. So Olave for sure, Shahid flex, and Perry bench for now. I don't know. As for Atlanta, sure you can play London, but honestly, that's it, and you don't even feel good about that one. So, fire Pete. I think they tie, honestly. <laughs> uh saints are gonna win because they're gonna come to their senses and Jameis is gonna air it out i'm going with joe it's a tie okay tie. i don't even know i don't know how we score that <laughs> but okay just seems like a tie game 
Have we had a tie this year yet? Not yet. Oh, here it is. We're overdue. Billy, give me the odds on that one. <laughs> a tie. Total, a Julian um, Hill and a tie bet going on. All right. You go ahead and parlay that together. Dude, that parlay would be nuts. <laughs> Two million on ten bucks. All right. Um, Steelers Bengals. This one might be a little bit more fun, but still yeah. kind of sucks. Bengals are the home team here, and Jake Browning gets his first career start against JJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Rough. This really has the makings of a scary outing, and any hope that Tanner Hudson provided is zapped until further notice. Running backs coach Eddie Faulkner is the new OC in Pittsburgh, and quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan is taking over play calling. This should be good news for the offense as a whole, but with the short week, you can't trust Pickett out there. The Bengals are so bad against tight ends that they had to end Mark Andrews' season in order to stop him. So I think Pat Fryermuth could be a desperation start or a very sneaky play this week. Fair enough. Uh, it's seventy-five to one, by the way, for the, that tie to come through. So, Oof. Just put five bucks on it for us. Shit. Go ahead and uh, bet on that. Hey, you all Venmo me money. I will put bets in. All right, for Nail the Bengals, go, can I mail you a is, check? Uh, nope. I don't do the. I, I don't do the internet. I. <laughs> fair enough. Carrier pigeon, then. <laughs> uh, Bengals are going with Joe Mixon. That is kind of the only guy you need to know in this backfield. The Steelers. It's Jalen Warren time. Sorry, guys. I know that you all wanted to think I was just getting cute before the season, saying Jalen Warren was going to outscore Najee Harris, but it's going to happen. Like He's now the starter. Matt Canada's out of the way, so there's nobody that's going to believe in Najee Harris getting 2.9 yards per carry or whatever the hell. And this is Jalen Warren's backfield. He's going to be the RB1. Did um, they call Najee him? Harris is a, Najee Harris they call is him a the def- starter? Huh? Yeah, they did um, last week. Well, you're gonna you're gonna find out on Sunday, Josh. Oh no, and, no, uh, I have Warren in the league. I'm I'm very happy to hear this. I'm oh no, you need to start Jalen Warren. It's okay. his time. And uh, Najee Harris is still a flex play because there's a chance he falls into the end zone. But this is the Jalen Warren show. So I didn't know that they announced him the starter. I'm two for two, by the way, calling RB deaths. I still and, don't believe you. And he's not a death. Okay. Najee's not done. The line or the. I mean, Zeke's not done either, technically. There's just, you know, okay. he's the Raji running back Harris Grim Reaper. Not... Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We'll just let literally, I'm carrying a scythe at all times, fellas. You just don't like uh, big running backs. You like little fast ones. No, I you take I out see, Algier for I me. See obvious things. Well, Joe, I've been trying to take out Arthur Smith for three years now. It's never do working. We, do we count Pollard as a good running back when he's 18, running back 18 on the year? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, with Burrow out, all the receivers take a hit, and that means Chase is really the only wide receiver you would even want to start, and I don't think you even want to do that. Um, Higgins might be back, maybe. I don't know, but with injuries this year, I'd wait a week. Uh, same it's same thing for the Jets, basically. Let's just hope that Chase gets peppered with targets and sad Bengals without Burrow. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the future QB to get benched, uh, doesn't really do anything well, but um, hopefully they can ride high off of this uh, offensive coordinator firing. Pickens and Johnson should be flex plays, but if I had a better option, I would definitely exercise it. Fair enough. Ruguru says in the comments, Landon Roberts to the moon. No joke. Uh, that, he is he is going to the moon. Did you all see that Miles Jack, who retired, is now back on the team? He retired like four weeks ago. And he retired now he's for the back. Eagles, and now he's coming back? He's for the Steelers now. Yeah. Why do they eat? Why? Okay. What is up with the Eagles and That's linebackers not I know. wanting to be on the team? Is, 
is I don't maybe I'm thinking he didn't come back to the Steelers. Maybe he came back to the Eagles. I can't remember. But anyway, Miles Jack back. No, Miles Jack is not on the Eagles. Steelers. I would have gotten that news. I know okay. he unretired. That for sure happened. Don't know what he's, he's on. No, he's on apparently. the Steelers. What the heck? That's Miles Jack and Rashawn Evans that just didn't want to play for the Eagles. So Miles what? Jack owned Weird a culture. minor league hockey team and was a pilot. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds it like you, modern. Joe. I feel like Joe, that would be your biography right there. Yeah. <laughs> owner minor league That's hockey true. team and was a pilot. <laughs> That's my biography. I'll take that. All day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not 100 sure what's going on with Eagles and running backs or linebackers, but uh, I hope that's some bolts and board material. Put that right up there, Miles Jack, and I'm actually writing on my little my shelf here. I was about to say you need a whiteboard behind you, Josh, with like enemies oh, list yeah. of enemies. I'm buying on Amazon right now. <laughs> It'd have to be a big board, like on Billy right, Madison. Just a... <laughs> yeah, um, people to kill. Steelers win this game though. Yeah, I got Steelers too. Uh, I yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I don't want to say, there's no way you go with Jake Browning. <laughs> yeah, I had to really like think about it, but yeah, no, it's he fine. tried. TJ Watt is going to be gnawing on his leg at halftime, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope so, man. I need a big game from him. <laughs> All right, Bucks, Colts, Lucas Oil. Uh, Baker gets a good matchup, so start him. He's been pretty awesome. Otten has a matchup against the Colts defense that has only allowed one tight end touchdown this year, so no, don't start him. I know he had a good game a couple weeks ago, but don't do it. And the Bucks defense makes Minshew a top fifteen option for me this week. As we as as we all know, though, you do not trust a Colts tight end. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I felt like you were going to say more, but at the same time, that was a really good ending. True. Yeah. Uh, Colts, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is your starter. Zach Moss. I don't know what happened with that. We were just using Zach Moss every now and then, and then they just didn't do that last week. So. I don't know what to do with that. Anyway, uh, Bucks-wise, Rashad White's your guy. I don't really love him running, but his passing ability is always going to make him relevant because he is able to take a six-yard out and turn it into 20, 30, or 40 yards, you know, at will, it seems like, sometimes. So, Rashad White's the guy. 100%. Um, so I like that, dude. Baker also ba- Baker loves some Rashad White, and also Baker loves Mike Evans, and that's very clear. He's an easy start, uh, but with, I don't. I don't really understand. What about Goblin, Palmer, Thompkins, Jarrett appear to all be on the same level on Baker's radar with with Godwin, which is really annoying. Trey Palmer gets the most targets out of the rest of there, uh, but unfortunately, Godwin is still a flex play. Uh, it's just never a sexy start. Still gets the targets; they're just not meaningful ones. So um, I don't. I also don't understand Godwin on this team. But. I don't get it because Baker loved Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. loved him. And Godwin kind of plays the same position. I, I don't understand. You'd think that he would like a guy who's going to catch the ball for 12 yards every time, but whatever. I digress. Uh, Indy Pittman, only set and forget person on this team. And really, in my opinion, the only start. You can start Pierce or Downs in a pinch or in a deep league. Uh, Downs has only had five targets in the last few games. Uh, they are coming off a bye. You have to imagine that there will be a bit more diversification coming from the wide receiver. So um, i just like to see it first. It's Pittman. Pimmin that dude. Okay. Pimmin that dude, and the Colts win it. I'm going Baker. I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Colts, but I think it's a really close game. Fair enough. Colts are fighting for something right now. I don't know what it is, but they're trying. <laughs> they're doing I something. Decided. I haven't decided yet. 
All right. This one should be a little bit more fun, especially for IDPs. Um, Browns Broncos at Mile High Stadium Sunday afternoon. Uh, Broncos do not have a usable tight end, and the Browns don't give up any points anyway to tight ends. So no tight ends for them. Russell Wilson really has his work cut out for him here. He is a way back end QB2 for me this week if you have to start someone. And then DTR, I I think we see Flacco. Not Maybe not in this game, but eventually. But for the time being, Najoku is the second most targeted tight end as of late. And he had a ridiculous 35% target share last week. The Broncos are much improved on the perimeter of this defense, but not in the middle. Njoku is another awesome possum tight end for me this week. I I don't know why I don't get this news. What nobody told me Joe Flacco came back. I'm excited. He's yeah, a leash. We, we should see Flacco. Yep. And they did an epic troll job. The Browns did. They put posted him from his Jets days because obviously you know the Jets need a quarterback and they refused to sign one and they Beautiful. Put Joe Flacco's picture up there with the Jets uniform on just to kind of, you know, do a little trolling. It was classic. Good for them. Um, the Browns running backs. It's Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford. You can't say you're happy or excited about either of them. Um, they both get very similar workload, so they kind of just completely cannibalize each other as far as value goes. Flex at best, but I guess Jerome Ford's the slightly better option because he gets uh, end zone target or end zone Work. And more yards. And then, yeah, yeah. And then the Broncos, you're going with Javante. Um, apparently, if they're down, they'll add in Samaje, but I wouldn't. How are you going to bank on that? Like, that's kind of a, something you can't really trust. So I would just stick with Javante and be happy with it. I'm actually benching Javante in a lot of leagues this week just because the Browns. Can't blame do. you. Can't blame you. I think I got to start him one place just to make, like, just in case you got to cover. Um, all right, well, let's get to the wide receivers. This is a fun one. Uh, DTR, DTR has been under center uh, for two games, um, and Cooper has only caught five of 14 targets in that time. Uh, Cooper's value is tanked without Watson. Um, didn't know about Flacco when I was writing this, so maybe that changes. But unfortunately, this sample size is a little too small at the moment to sit Cooper. Uh, I recommend you find a better option if you can. But you probably don't have that option. So uh, Elijah Moore has had back-to-back weeks with seven targets and double-digit points. Um, it looks like DTR might boost him into flex territory if he can, can continues this. But once again, I'd like to see it a second time. Um, Moore can be used in a pinch. But Denver, on the other hand, instead of cooking, Russ seems to be baking uh, some sort of cake or something. Very, very, take, very much taking his time. A little bit scared to throw the ball down the field, uh, which just kills Judy's value. Sutton is at least the apple of Russell's eye, if anything. Uh, Judy and Sutton are still good to go in this game, but I just don't expect a breakout from either. So does the story of DTR continue? Is the question. Um, Denver's defense is actually pretty good. So I think DTR gets, I don't know. I I doubt he gets sat, but if they're like down by like 25, I could see him bringing Flacco in for some game time practice, basically. I'm going Broncos, but I'm going Broncos. Yeah, I'm going Broncos as too. What's right? DTR actually didn't look terrible. It just he just doesn't have consistency. Broncos are back. Bad. Bomber doesn't want to admit it, but Broncos are back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rams Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. The Rams have been getting low-key burnt on the ground by QBs this year. So Mighty Mouse, aka the Scarlet Scrambler, is a great option this week, even though the Rams don't give up a ton through the air. 
Trey McBride has been the third most targeted tight end since week eight, so continue to fire him up. And then Stafford is a very average starting option, even against the Cardinals, especially with Cup hurt. And then Tyler Higby is not an option, so don't do that. Doesn't belong in the league, which means he will score a touchdown this week, because I said that. Back to the Broncos are back. I know we're I know we're on to the next game. They have a really easy remaining schedule. I mean, not easy, but like nothing, nothing tough. Those script writers, man, they had it. And then Marshawn Lynch signs with the Broncos and they run it on the one yard line. Oh my god. No way. That would be all time stuff right there. (laughs) Oh, brutal. All right. Sorry. Back to Cardinals. Um, all right, for the running backs, James Conner is your obvious start for the Cardinals. And then our old friend, Kyron Williams. I hope you listen to our trade episode because this is what you were waiting for when you made those trades. Kyron Williams is back. So he's an obvious go in this game, and I think they're going to use him heavy or, you know, heavy and often. Yeah, um, and Cup a little banged up, and Puka season just got a little bit rejuvenated, so they say that Cup will likely not miss time. I don't know what that means. I'll wait until Sunday and see what happens and the practice level looks like uh, for the rest of the week, although Thanksgiving might put a damper in that. So obviously if he is in, Cup is in your lineup, uh, but I'm thinking expect a big day for Puka. Um, you probably haven't sat him since anyway because he's still getting 7 to 12 points even when Cup came back and one big game. So uh, I think Puka and Cup can both be in lineups and coexist together. If only Stafford could play football uh, on the other side, back to back duds from Hollywood Brown, little mighty mouse or the scarlet scrambler as Joe loves uh, either can't find him over the line or they had a falling out. I'm not sure, but old friend Greg Dorch came out of left field last week with the most targets for receivers in the game. Uh, if Wilson is out again, I think you can actually play Dorch, which is super weird. Um, I don't <laughs> recommend it, but I think you can actually do that if you're in a pinch. Um, Brown is out for me. I, I I gotta see it at least one time. If you set, started in the last two weeks and you got I don't know five points total, I, I you can't be willing to put him back in. Sorry, sorry, Bill. Uh, Rondale's a deep shot away from points, but uh, overall, if I had to choose Wilson flex if he plays, Brown bench, Rondale super risky flex, and Dorch with Wilson out as a flex. I know it's a little complicated. I don't get the Mark. I don't get what happened with Marquise Brown because before Hopkins got there last season, he was just feeding Marquise Brown. It felt Mm -hmm. like they were playing Call of Duty all the time, hanging out, being good friends. I don't know what happened. Hopkins got there, that kind of tailed off. Marquise Brown gets hurt, kind of tailed (laughs) off. So you figure when they came back that they would just pick up right where they, you know, the Call of Duty bros. Let's get the band back yeah. together. See, that's the so, issue is Caldera just wasn't Verdansk, man. Uh, everybody liked I, Verdansk. I guess that's what happened. Warzone 2 just wasn't it, man. They drifted apart. Pop culture. It's amazing, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Greg right. Dorch is 3,300 on DraftKings. You playing him? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in every lineup. Maybe not every lineup. At least one. Nice. Fair enough. Uh, Rams win. Arizona wins this game. I don't think Stafford has it in him. I don't know what's going on. I think there's something off with Stafford. I think he's hurt. He needs to retire, dude. You got the Super Bowl. You're obviously injured again. I saw somebody compared him to a car that's like, you know, was at 100,000 miles and still kind of cooking, and then it got to like 101, and then now it's kind of like slowly deteriorating into oblivion. I think that's kind of what's happening here. I think he's just cooked too much. Someone strapped something on the back of a truck and didn't slap it and say that ain't going nowhere, and it went somewhere. <laughs> something flew right out. Say it. All right, let's talk about some good games here. So we got the Bills and the Eagles at the link. One of the higher over unders 
of the weekend. So the Eagles have not allowed a quarterback to rush for a touchdown all year, but they have allowed 21 passing touchdowns. Allen and Kincaid are firmly in your lineup, especially as the Eagles are tied in allowing the most touchdowns to tight ends this year. Jalen Hurts is absolutely starting. You don't need me to tell you that. But he has a difficult matchup against the Bills defense that has also not let up a rushing touchdown to quarterbacks. That's going to change this week for one of these teams. Just saying. And then Jack Stoll played the most of the Eagles tight ends last week. He played 55%, but had two targets and one catch for three yards. You are looking elsewhere for a tight end. Fair enough. Um, I just want to apologize to the American public. Last week, the Eagles played the Chiefs, and no one, and I mean no one, I'm in betting groups, no one thought to do a Kelsey Swift anytime touchdown bet, which I don't even know. It would have been good odds, I'm sure, because that, you know, Swift, Kelsey, like they were playing in the same game, Swift scores, Kelsey scores. It would have made the most sense to make that, and nobody said it. And I feel like I'm partially responsible because that would yeah, have been a good joke. Money. Was that on? It was that made... on like DraftKings and stuff? No, I mean, nobody, nobody promoted that at all. I would have bet it wow. if it, if it was promoted. I would have done it after after Swift scored. I was like, or no, no, it was after Kelsey scored. I was like, son of a bitch, the Swift Kelsey bet was sitting right in front of all of us. Nobody did it. Man, uh, DraftKings missed so, out on that. Although they would have lost the I'm money. I'm telling they would have lost money. That's maybe why they didn't do it. But still, like for both of them, it was just perfect. Anywho, back to this game. Eagles. Swift is cooking. I am liking what I'm seeing from Swift. Every time you think you've got Swift down, you don't. And the Chiefs found that out the hard way on Monday night. The Bills, on the other hand, James Cook, Latavius Murray, Leonard Fournette, I guess – you can go with James Cook because he's probably going to get the most yards, but you can't can't count on a touchdown. So it's kind of tough playing him knowing that he's capped on what he's going to get. Uh, so that that's kind of tough, but flex spot at least. Yeah, that swift 35-yard run just seemed like it lasted forever. I, I mm-hmm. the entire time I was like, yes, 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 yes. Oh man, I lost I lost my voice just a little bit uh, from probably that play. Um, yeah, no, completely cooking. Um, and now, you know, you may be a little bit mad at AJ Brown after his performance. Maybe you needed him to put up five points to win a game and he didn't, uh, but don't you worry. This game should have some fireworks and he will be directly involved. Uh, barring that his calf issue issue isn't an actual issue. Uh, Devontae and AJ are fired up and keep this streak going against good teams. Two for five on our tough stretch or two for two of five on our stretch at the moment. And then Diggs also should have himself a day like always, uh, other than last week, once again, a little struggling. Um, I, I do want to say, do not bet on Khalil Shakir having a big game. Um, the, the fast running back or fast wide receivers aren't the ones that burn us. Uh, this would seem, this would scream Gabe Davis to me, if anything, like it would be, that would be the, the deep ball that they're going to get. Um, but honestly, over the top with, since Bayer joined, there's not a lot of over the top plays. So, um, don't bank on that. It's just, it's just Stefan Diggs starting in your lineups. If you really need to play Shakir or Gabe Davis, I think you'll be uh, sorely disappointed. Gabe Davis going to pull an MVS, am I right? Oh, dude. <laughs> the MVS catch. Oh, rough. I'm sure I'm sure in the stadium like there was the air was some... let out of the game. I was yeah. about to say there was probably some collective silence in the was... crowd. Well, cuz it was literally it's it was set up so perfect for them. You just you literally get the game-winning touchdown essentially. I mean, there was still a minute to go, but you pretty much get the game-winning touchdown. <clears throat> Everyone was so fired up until those back-to-back Eagles touchdowns and then the mood shifted 
And then that was the only thing that could bring it back. And then the drop happened. Everybody was looking. How was the walk green, out of the stadium? Shirt. Uh, I uh, actually, so I, fun fact, I wandered around the stadium because God knows how I got in there first time at Arrowhead. Um, I actually took a picture from my phone, from my parking spot. And I didn't realize that that was going to help me later. Um, and I did ask a, a very annoyed security guard where the high V entrance was. <laughs> and he was like, well, what's the question? I was like, where's the high V entrance? Like I literally, I just walked up to him and he's just like, what's the question? I was like, sir, sir. And he, he didn't, he didn't like me. He's definitely a chiefs fan. He was definitely bummed out about the game too. Tough times. He didn't, he didn't go fly. Eagles fly right in his face. No, I was actually trying to hide the Eagle stuff at the time. I, I just in case, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get mugged, but if I was going to get mugged, it would have happened because I walked, I'm pretty sure around the entire perimeter at least one time. It would have been an earned crazy. mugging at that point. Oh yeah. No, I was like, he was I like, literally, take it easy. You're at I the high entrance. Literally. <laughs> I literally victory lapped the stadium. So yeah, probably just oh, storm the field. Um, Eagles win the game. Eagles. I'm going to pick the bills here. As you should be good for them to get off the slide. Can you imagine if they start the season six and six? Oh man, that's going to be brutal in yeah, Buffalo. Oh, we get, Oh, this is Kelly green. We got to talk about it. This is the last Kelly green appearance. We're going to get this season and it should be phenomenal. Hope so. Nice. Hope they get some Jalen hurts jerseys back in stock sometime. Dude, you know, I mean, I had to wear a Miles Sanders Jersey there, but I had to do the Kelly green. Cause I need to stand Unbelievable. out. Yeah, I know it's tough life. I was going to get the mouse Sand- or the, the, I would buy Swift if I could, but like we don't, we're not going to re-sign him. Pay a running back. We look like the Panthers. Yeah. Joked. Moving right along to the Chiefs and the Raiders in Las Vegas. So Patrick Mahomes is QB 22 over the last four weeks. Although there is a buy in there, he ranks as QB 21 in points per average over those weeks. He has failed to pass for over 200 yards in his last two games. You are starting him, but it's okay to panic a little bit. Those those were very tough defenses he played in Miami and Philly. But the point here is his receivers suck. Even Travis Kelsey is fumbling and dropping passes. You're starting Mahomes and Kelsey, but it's okay to be nervous. I don't think the Raiders are that much of a threat here, but you get what I'm saying. Dude, Kelsey's then, press conference at the end was phenomenal, by the way. He was like, turnovers, that's what killed us. I got to be yeah. better. Fair enough. Yeah, well, at least he knows because that was some ass right him. there. He lost the game for him. Sorry. <laughs> and then AOC threw for 371 against Miami, but the Chiefs defense is a different monster. He is not starting for you in any way, shape, or form. And we continue to watch Michael Mayer develop. It's very fun to watch. But, again, you're not starting him against the Chiefs. That's true. Uh Josh Jacobs is good to go. I don't love this matchup for him. I really don't. I mean, I know what Swift just did against them, but I just, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be mad in this game. Um, And then on the Chiefs side, Pacheco runs like he hates the ground, which is just incredible to watch. Like, the Eagles defense is not a joke against the run, and Pacheco is putting some grown-ass man runs um, into that Eagles D-line, so – I think he's a good good to go here. Um, touchdowns a little iffy because Pat Patrick Mahomes likes to get a little cute around the goal line, but he's still a good running back. Oh yeah, no, you gotta you gotta play Pacheco. He looked great. Uh, loved watching him play. But on to the wide receivers. This is exactly what happens. One more last Eagles flex here. It's exactly what happens when you don't get a wide receiver. One, you drop the ball in the end zone again. 
I actually saw a meme that was uh, they would be 10 and 0 right now if it weren't for a, a game winning drop. Um, so sucks to suck, Chiefs. Uh, maybe you should have got Hopkins. Still don't understand how you couldn't have worked that one out because he's obviously not doing anything in Tennessee. Um, couldn't have sprung for a two year contract. All that being said, I hope you don't have any have to start any Chiefs wide receivers. Rice is the only one even worth starting uh, since he has the best floor. But honestly, I just I'm out on all of them. Justin Watson finally had a good game. It was against the Eagles, of course. And yeah. Anyway, speaking of wide receiver ones, uh, Devontae Adams is one of those. And a pair of good, we uh, good weeks in a row since the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. Look for him to have another good game uh, here. Um, this is just what happens with good wide receivers. They did shut A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith down last week, so I understand you might be a little worried. Please don't be. It was rainy that first half uh, and really just kind of gross the whole game. Um, Myers is obviously a sit here, unfortunately. Um, I just don't like the usage numbers as of late. And with the emergence of Trey Tucker and revival of Renfro, his targets have dipped to an average of 3.25 targets per game in the last four. Yeah, that 0.25 is very important. That is that is Jacoby Myers' stats. Do not play him. Yeah. Dante Adams is 26 targets the last oh, yeah. two games. It's insane. Oh, yeah. uh, O'Connell That's is insane. just staring at him. One other thought about this wide receiver situation. Why not call Mr. Kenny Galladay to come in there and just play? You can sign him for next hmm. to nothing. He's 28 years old. I know he didn't look good with the Giants, but who has looked good for the Giants the last two years? So I just don't understand why you wouldn't kick the tires on it. I, I mean, they brought McCole Hardman back and they threw to him like one time. So like, I don't know. They, they kicked him out for a reason though. So it was kind of weird for them to bring him back. <laughs> and Will on YouTube says, Pacheco runs like that spaz kid in grade school when he's given the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He absolutely does. Undiagnosed ADD, but for football. Chiefs, Chiefs wins win. Um, I think this is a trap game. Vegas played a really good game last week, and the Chiefs are coming off the only thing they got going for them is just pissed offness. I'm gonna go with Raiders. You think Aiden O'Connell is gonna beat Patrick Mahomes in a game? Is this how uh, far the Chiefs have fallen? Yeah. No, the Chiefs will probably win. I just want to pick the Raiders. Can I not pick the underdog, man? You can do whatever you want, Josh. I don't care. I'm just like, I can't believe you're talking AOC beating Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy. They could just grind the ball. If they can they can get Jacobs the ball over and over and over again, just grind that clock down. Don't let Mahomes have grind. <laughs> I don't even know how to entertain that one. So moving on, Sunday night, we have the Ravens and the Chargers at SoFi. The Chargers give up the second most points to quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson should really pop in this game. They haven't given up a ton of rushing yards to QBs, but with Joey Bosa on the shelf, I doubt they can contain Lamar. He is averaging almost 50 a game. And Isaiah Likely will jump into the starting role with Mark Andrews out, but he has not been super effective in Todd Munkin's new offense. Last year, when Andrews was out, he was a stud. This year, not so much. But the Chargers have given up the second most yards to tight end. So if they are going to get likely going, this is a good start. I think you can start him here. They'll likely get him going. Likely get him going. And then uh, the Ravens are a really strong defense. What's up, Bill? Nope, good people. Go. The Ravens are a really strong defense. Uh, Herbert is a top seven in attempts, and that alone is keeping him a starting option. But with this offense banged up, he's kind of a middle-of-the-road QB2 for me this week. Gerald Everett returned to practice in a limited fashion today, but I can't trust that one either. But I got to say it, Stone Smart needs to be stashed in deep leagues. That was some serious speed. 
on that play. That was that'd be a smart stash. <clears throat> Stone for sure. All right, running backs. Eckler has not looked very impressive this season. Um, he's just not get. He's getting the targets as far as the passing work goes, but it, they're not always connecting. Um, not been the a banner year for the Chargers as a whole, but mo- mostly Eckler not having a good season. Um, interested to see what they do after the season with him because I don't think they can afford to pay him much longer. Um, and on the Raven side of things, Gus Bus just keeps on rolling. Um, without the touchdowns, he's not going to be super valuable, but look, he gets at least one touchdown every week, it feels like, and sometimes he gets two. Um, Keaton Mitchell, also good in a pinch. This last game wasn't really good against the Bengals, but I he was like so close to breaking like three big runs, but something happened each of the times. Um, where he just gets tripped up right accidentally, a penalty brings it back. It's like something. So I wouldn't say I think I think better days are ahead for Keaton. Yep. Uh I was hoping for Keaton Mitchell's breakout, but man, Gus Edwards destroyed me <clears throat> in a couple leagues. Got him played against me. Hurts. Um wide receiver wise, uh four of five questionable tags, uh, and that's including Devin Duvernay for the Ra- uh, Ravens. Uh, Aguilar is the only healthy wide receiver going into this week. Shad Bateman downplayed the foot injury, and Zay Flowers uh, has a hip pointer, hip something. Um, but Zay Flowers really dipped off a, whole, a hill there. Odell Beckham actually was the best receiver last week. I I, I, pref- I prefer not to start any Ravens receivers. I just don't think you're getting anything consistent. The only one that you've really even starting week in and week out is Zay Flowers and or Odell, Be- Odell Beckham, but I don't think you really want to do that if you have a choice. Um, and then for the Chargers, the only wide receiver to start is Keenan Allen. Um, I, I could entertain flex considerations if Guyton comes back, uh, but those groin injuries are, can be really bad as well. Quentin Johnston just hasn't gotten the targets that we need. He did get six last week, um, so that's the most he's gotten in his career. Well, I guess tied for most in his career. But, man, I just was hoping for more from him, especially when Mike Williams went down. He really thought that he would get more involved, and they kind of waited five weeks, and it kind of seems like there's a reason why. So, Keenan Allen. Long, long way around it. Fair enough. I agree with Keenan Allen's uh, take, Josh. I like Guyton. I just, I mean, he was good last year for him. Um, the only issue is the injury. Ravens win? I'm going Ravens. Yeah, I'll probably go Ravens. The Chargers, I would love to say Chargers, but man, they just can't do it. All right. Now to Monday night's game, Bears-Vikings. This game could sneakily be one of the higher scoring ones on the slate. So I love Justin Fields, I love Cole Komet, I love Josh Dobbs, and I love TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, them all. Wow, love that. Um, on the Vikings side of things, Ty Chandler is actually a very, very usable running back. In fact, I think he is the more usable one than Alexander Madison. If you happen to get Ty Chandler off of your waiver wire, I think you may have lucked into a potential game winner down the st- or league winner down the stretch, weirdly enough. Not saying he's going to be an RB1 on your team, but he's going to be a killer flex, I think, down the stretch, um, just based off of what he was able to do against the Broncos. That's a good defense, and I liked how he was getting used, especially in the past game. Um, the Bears, I think this is the Khalil Herbert show. Joe, can you decipher this? I don't think it's Dante Foreman because I think he's hurt. I think it's the Khalil Herbert show. Um, Dude, you know, I don't know. Herbert came in after Foreman, so Foreman was a starter last week, which makes sense. He carried the team. Foreman got hurt, and then Roshan came in before Herbert, and Roshan looked pretty decent. I think he had like 
six carries for 30 yards or something. He looks good out there. And then we saw some Herbert in. Dude, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Herbert should start taking over the starting role there. But, I mean, hell, Darrington Evans is probably going to score a touchdown this week. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of tough because, like, uh, Fields just carved him up on the ground last week. So, you don't really get to see much from the running backs. And I, I just think if, it's, if Foreman's not out there at 100%, I don't think any of these running backs are 1,000%. Yeah, you need to start that person. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I don't really think you can start any of these guys right now. It's just too I, tough. I don't think so either. With like, If there was just one of them, I think you could do it. But the, with all three of them out there, just don't know. Uh, wide receiver-wise, this is really simple. Uh, DJ Moore is the real only wide receiver you really want to start in this game. Uh, Bears don't have anyone else. They won't throw to uh, Darnell Mooney. I don't know why. I uh, can't tell you uh, why he can't. But anyway, yeah, DJ Moore. And then on the other side, it could be a Justin Jefferson return, question mark. We're not sure. Uh, they're saying they're treating him as questionable at the moment. Um, and Addison has only went downhill since um, Dobbs got there. Dobbs didn't have a chance to really throw last game much. Uh, Denver's defense is pretty tight. Uh, six targets and seven the week before when in his first game out. Well, sort of his first game out, not, not first game starting. Um like KJ Osborne, but uh, hasn't gotten much there. And then Brandon Powell still kind of just seems to be that six to seven point guy. He's actually pretty damn consistent, but uh, that's not the points you're looking for. So, yep. It's if Jefferson plays, you play him. If uh, anyone plays on the Bears, it's just DJ Moore. It's a pretty, pretty simple game. Pretty simple. There. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to think too hard. I'm going with the Pastronaut. I got I the Bears it. winning this game. Thanks, Josh. I don't think Minnesota's as good as you guys think they are. I just want the good. Bears to have a shitty pick. Or I know how pick, bad sorry. the Bears shitty, are. Shitty yeah, the Bears actually played a good game. They just got caught up in that, oh, we're up by two scores at three minutes left. They can't come back mentality. And Eagles have done that a million times. And I, I understand that pain and suffering even though obviously not fighting for much but it's just one of those things is like you guys had a chance to beat an nfc contender and you gave it up and i i've watched i've watched the eagles do it multiple times watch any a lot of teams do that where we're up by two scores they can't do anything and then they just try to run the ball when everyone knows you're going to run the ball I had this whole conversation with the eagles chiefs too just silly eber flus get him out gotta of play there. football the whole game get flus out of there <laughs> Yeah, how have all these coaches gotten fired? Why why is it always the mid? I guess they actually assume that they're going to contend, but those like the mid teams always end up firing their coaches and not the bad teams. Like both teams that have fired coaches at the moment are what five and five and whatever five and six six and five. Yeah, well, you can't fire Bill Belichick. He's two and eight. Um, Frank Reich is like his first year, which now reports are coming out that Frank Reich actually wanted CJ Stroud over Bryce Young, which is not helping any cause in Carolina right now. Um, well, you know, they he didn't get to choose. Yeah, he was his new coach. Times. Gannon's yeah. not going to get fired for the Cardinals. because He should. He's, he's an idiot. He's, an, he, he's a great coach. offensive He's a great offensive coach, but, I mean, the problem is, is he just doesn't seem like a leader. Have you Isn't seen he the any defensive of his, coach? Um, Arizona, their coach. Yeah, yeah sorry, defensive coach, coach. My apologies, but um, have you heard him talk? Like he's almost as bad as Mike McDaniel. 
I hear you, but Mike McDaniel's killing it. So I only got I just gotta give him a chance. Yeah, I just I don't see him as a team leader, is the thing. Fair enough. All right, to close out the show, Daniel asks, would you do DK and Chase for AJ Brown or Chase for Adams? Uh, I'm assuming do long, Chase for obviously. Adams. If you're receiving Adams. Adams. Yeah. I probably would do that. I love AJ, but I wouldn't trade DK and Chase for AJ. That's too much. I would trace Chase and Lockett. Or, you know, I don't know, a wide receiver too. Especially if you're contending yeah. at this point in the season, you probably only have a few weeks left to make this trade. If this is if this is redraft, um, the Chase for Adams could be fine. Yeah. But I mean Chase dynasty, for Adams, you're you're don't do anything. They're both good, but I think Chase is dead. For the rest of the yeah, year, Chase, Chase is dead. He'll have a few pop-off games, but I don't think they're going to risk it. This kind of seems Jake like one Browning of those situations where if he like twists his ankle, they're just going to shut him down for the rest of the year. It does have that know. feeling. Yeah. It does have that feeling. Okay. That is where we end off the Thanksgiving episode. We've only got a few of these left, everyone out there. Um, for everyone who is new to the show, we don't really do preview shows for the playoffs. Um, so once the like regular fantasy regular season is over, that's when we will kind of shift our content into more dynasty focused stuff. And then we will just flow into the draft after that. So only got a couple of these left before we close out for the year. But we always love the Thanksgiving episode. There's so many good games like on different days, especially this year, even with the Friday game. So I don't, I'm just thankful for a lot of football this week. We got four days for football matchup. Finally, uh, it's been two, yeah. uh, two or three years since we played on Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah, I forgot about Thanksgiving matchup. Good luck, man. Yeah, Krishnatus to you, sir. Krishnatus to you, sir. <laughs> Krishnatus, Krishnatus. Good night. <laughs>